it's, I think it also, which we were kind of talking about, it goes beyond, you know, climbing. It doesn't end with just you and the wall. It's also providing that community outreach and helping the students, you know, be aware of everything going on around them. Family. This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up and welcome to episode 39 of Life in Motion. Today I've got Annette Bennett on the line who is the founder of the nonprofit Rise RVA. Their whole mission is to inspire middle school students to engage in their community, excel in their education, and exceed their expectations all through the culture of rock climbing. So really excited to kind of see what all is going on there and I know they're kind of a, a new nonprofit as well but uh, Annette thank you for being um, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for um, inviting me to be on the show today. I'm really excited to share more about rides and what we're doing with our students. Definitely. Really excited to hear about that. But before we kind of get all into what rise is all about, um, let's take a little bit of time to talk about yourself. Um, so, you know, kind of basically, what is your story? Who are you? Where you grew up? Hobbies? Kind of how did you get to this position where you are today? Well, I grew up in a very large family. I am one of nine oh, wow. kids. Yep. And grew up playing sports, very athletic. Um, my father was actually a minister and he, we didn't have, you know, really a lot of money growing up. So we would do our vacations um, by actually going to other countries and doing missions work and helping orphans, um, helping provide meals to people that lived in villages and bushes who didn't have running water or electricity. So I think that's where my passion came up with um, helping students in our area as well. How, not to interrupt, but how old uh -huh. were you when you started doing that? Oh gosh, probably six years old. Okay. So real, I mean, I'd consider that pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. So my whole life, that's, um, you know, what we did on vacation. Some people would go to the beach and we would actually go help people in other countries. Wow, that's, that's awesome. That is a good way to get started. Where, where were some of the places that you, you went to, just out of curiosity? Yeah, um, Jamaica, Nicaragua, Dominican Republic. Um, mostly those were the three countries that we spent a lot of time at. That's that, that that's that's awesome. That's awesome work that you've done there. But anyway, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to yeah. ask some questions there. You're fine. So um, more about you know my story of growing up. So we obviously didn't have um, with nine kids financially. It was a little bit of a burden, even when we would go to doctors' offices and we would see a physician or if one of us kids had a cold or anything going on and my mom would always have to ask for samples. Um, so as I got older, when I was about 20 years old, I had the opportunity to learn about clinical research. Um, so I am the founder also of Clinical Research Partners, which provides um, free medicines and free visits with specialists to patients. So you don't have to have any insurance. So that was one way how I was able to also help our community as well was providing free treatment at no cost to patients. What, and how long ago did you start that? So that was started in July of 2011. Okay. So, so it's been a while and that's kind of, and I saw that on, on kind of your bio on the, on the rise page as well. So I was curious to kind of see um, 
what exactly you kind of did there. So it sounds like you kind of uh, were born into the um, philanthropic, I, I'm not always the best at words, uh, <laughs> with the kind of nonprofit kind of giving back to the communities, whether it be your own or, or different countries. It sounds like you're kind of growing into that and it's kind of sound like it's had a big impact on your life. Um, besides, you know, obviously kind of having, I don't know if you want to call it a need or not to kind of give back and kind of doing that at such a young or starting at a young age, as I mentioned before, as you mentioned, um, what other kind of, I don't know, effects, I guess, do you think that might've had, um, like on you, I guess, as a kid, you know, not only going to help these people, but you're, you know, it's not like necessarily you're going down the street and the city you live in, but you're going to a completely different country, completely different culture, completely different issues. How do you think like that side of it might have sort of shaped you as a kid into, you know, who you are today? I think it definitely molded me into the person I am today of knowing that if I set my mind to do something, I can make a change and I can help impact other people. I can serve people around me, no matter their race, their religion, um, or what they believe from a political standpoint. I think it humbles you also, and it just makes you look at the person and look at their heart and not pay attention to anything going on around that person. Yeah, that, that's so in the, the humbling piece is definitely, I feel like that would be super, um, I don't know if helpful is the right word, but definitely eye opening, especially, like I said, I'm just trying to think, I mean, I've been to, you know, the Dominican Republic and stuff, but that was, you know, a couple years ago and some, you know, some different places. Um, but it's probably almost, you know, like you starting at that age, it kind of, you never sort of knew the difference, I guess, if you kind of grew into it, and I could just be speaking for you completely wrong, no. <laughs> but I'm just kind of thinking like that kind of breaks down. I would assume that would help you break down barriers. Like you said, politically, race, color, religion, whatever that is, just kind of the, to the core, Hey, this person needs help. This is what I'm going to do to help them. Right. And those are, those are great points. That's you basically summarize what I was saying correctly. That's just, I think when you start at a young age, you don't know any different and you learn how to look at the person for who they are. And we, my father instilled in us, how can we be a service? How can we help? What can we do? And, you know, it was out of the country more, but today I'm actually in a place now where I was able to apply that to my local community. That's amazing. So before we kind of get into that a little bit, so you obviously had a traveling background with that as well. And then Rise RVA kind of being around the whole rock climbing culture, which is more or less, um, I don't know, it's a different sport. It's not playing soccer or anything like that. So how did you get into, um, and, and this might sort of, I guess, lead into the whole reason behind the organization, but maybe why did you kind of or how did you get into those activities as maybe as a different um, outlet? So my younger sister, her and her husband, they had been climbing for, I think, a year before we founded Rise. And she had said to me, you know, it would be a great activity to do with your employees at Clinical Research Partners. Let's get everyone together and do a team building. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a great idea. So we set up an event and went and did team building. And that was the first time I climbed. And that was October of 2018. Okay, yeah. And I fell in love with it. Um, and ever since that day, I was like, I, I want to do this. I want to climb. Um, with this sport, 
that day when I climbed, you really realize that with every climb, it's a mental and a physical challenge. With every climb, you're constantly encouraging yourself that you can do this, you're good enough, you can achieve this goal. And it's nice knowing that the person, if you're being belayed and you're not on the auto belay, they're there cheering you on and supporting you and, you know, they have your back. And I think it also, I fell in love with the component of, you know, self-esteem and also having that outlet. It really helped me in a place I was at in my life at that time. That's awesome. And like you said, it kind of, it's an individual thing, but also, as you mentioned, if somebody's belaying you, you know, you have more or less, I don't know, a team or a partnership aspect to it as well, which I can, I can see how that'd be super helpful with the team building. Um, fun fact, last summer I was um, visiting uh, Richmond again, and I met up with um, Shep and, and Brian Bell from uh, Keep Virginia Cozy, if you're familiar with them. Yes, they're awesome. I yeah, like yeah. So, and we went to Triangle, the Triangle Rock Club, which I think is where you might go as well. But, um, and I, I, I've rock climbed a couple times in my life, but they're like, oh yeah, let's, uh, let's do it with a blindfold. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy the, the trust kind of, because obviously you know you're not going to fall, but there's still a trust factor because, you know, whoever, I don't remember who's belaying me, but they're kind of like, okay, move your left hand up that way and move up. So you're kind of trusting them because you don't want that that quick jolt in your stomach that you slipped, you know, it's, right. I can see how that would be very helpful in a team building atmosphere. I don't know if you do it to that extreme with blindfolds or not, but still. <laughs> we have some students that enjoy us blindfolding them while they climb up the walls. They like the extra challenge. So it's really, it brings a joy to us to see them, you know, really get into it and say, okay, how else can we do this? Let's That's try the blindfold. So. That's awesome. So you started sort of to get into rock climbing, kind of that whole culture, um, it sounds like initially as a team building exercise, um, for the clinical research, when, when did that kind of pivot point, I guess, did you, did you change that to be like, Hey, this is, you know, I, I felt benefit with me on the team, you know, at, at, you know, my place of work, how can I use this in the community? Like, where did the idea come from to use this, to start working with kids and building up their confidence and self-esteem and kind of using it as a different outlet? Yeah, great question. So um, in February of 2019, I actually lost my brother to um, colon cancer. And it was a point in my life where, you know, he also had the desire to serve and was constantly helping anyone in his community down in Hopewell, Virginia. And when he passed on, Megan, um, our operations director, we were in my office one day for clinical research partners. And, you know, we were talking about how I really was at a place in my life where I could finally give back to Richmond. I had built my business um, with the research clinic and been blessed and I wanted to do something with the kids in Richmond. And, um, you know, we were sitting there that day and she's like, you know, I think a great idea would be if you could climb with the kids, it's something you're passionate about, you enjoy it. And um, so that's where the idea was actually formed. And it was around the time that Richmond Public School were under a lot of scrutiny. They had just done a $13 million budget cut. They wanted to implement more initiatives to help nonprofits um, engage with the community. So in February of 2019 is when we actually came up with the idea in my office. That's, that's awesome. And that's kind of a, uh, it sounds like that was a, a, um, a, a good, and I'm sorry to hear about your brother then, but it sounded like it was a kind of a good opportunity to kind of channel that that energy in a positive way and it almost sounded like um 
Yes, it definitely was. It was how can I take, you know, what was meant for, for harm and turn it for good? How can, you know, and it also freed up my time, you know, once he did pass on because I wasn't, you know, caring for him as much where I had this time and this energy and I was like, let's put it into something good where we can help our Richmond middle school students. That's, that's, that's awesome that you were able to do it that way. Um, so, so you, so you had the idea kind of at this weird time in the, in the Richmond public schools and whatnot. So did you, did you start it like based around, like, I guess, did, did you need the public schools like buy-in initially to start it or did you start it and then slowly kind of work your way into the public schools, if that makes sense? Um, no, it makes sense. That's a great question. So in February of 2019, um, Megan and I decided we would reach out to the school board. So Megan reached out to the school board and then we took the initiative and went ahead and just spoke with principals at Richmond Public Schools. Um, so we were doing that while we were applying for our 501c3. And we were kind of doing it parallel. We were, um, were asking the schools, like, this is what we're setting up. Is this something that would work with you guys? We want to be able to you know, help do homeroom rocks is actually what we call the classroom, but do team building with the students in each homeroom class. And the principals loved the idea. They were really excited about it. So it kind of was reassurance for us that we're on the right track. We're doing something that the teachers and the principals could see bring a lot of value to the students. That's awesome. And it's awesome to hear that they were pretty receptive of the idea and kind of helping you build it and navigate it in a sense. So with that kind of being like kind of an alternative, you know, program, I guess you would call it, how, how did you kind of get the, you know, you get the administration on board, but how did you kind of get this, the students on board since it is something different it may be something that they never really thought about trying? How did you kind of get their buy-in to kind of build up the program? I think the principals having them on board and then the teachers on board they encourage their students. And I think that's what makes a huge difference with our nonprofit is um, having the teachers behind us and the principals when they're sitting there, you know, telling their students, this is going to be a great experience, you know, show up, go home, go with the homeroom classroom. If for some reason you don't want to climb, you can at least be there to cheer on your um, classmates. So I think that's what's the number one Thing that we were blessed with was having such a strong support system with the schools and the teachers because they really encouraged their students to try climbing. Well that's awesome that sounds like that's a huge part of having that success too that you had kind of that strong kind of strategic partnership um, and to that extent I know you've kind of you've touched on a couple of your programs and some of that stuff but what exactly is, um, you know, home, Homeroom Rocks, for example, or I know you have some other programs as well as what you do. So what kind of, I guess, more into the details of kind of what, what those programs are, what, what do they accomplish, kind of, kind of those things? So um, great question. Homeroom Rocks, we're working with the schools and they're actually bringing the students and middle school students during their homeroom hour where we're doing team building, individual climbing, um, and exposing them to the wall. And that's one of our ultimate goals is we want every Richmond Middle School student to have the opportunity to at least try climbing once. Um, and if they love it, you know, hopefully come back. But um, so that's our Homeroom Rocks program. 
unfortunately, you know, with COVID right now, we're hoping that launches back up in the fall, but we're, we're hoping for the best with that. And then Belay Friday, because we are a new organization, hopefully Belay Friday will be able to start in the fall as well. That's taking the students that enjoy the Home and Rocks program and they want to continue. They want to come in on Fridays and climb and actually really learn, you know, the technique and have coaching from Seth Henshaw on um, climbing, almost as if we're having our own climbing team, but not a climbing team, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. But really ex exposing them to the wall in more detail and, you know, coaching them on technique. Um, and then through Belay Friday is where we're really looking to hopefully build, you know, close relationships with these students and kind of mentoring them and helping them and getting them involved with pro programs like um, um, Brian over at Virginia, mm -hmm. um, keep Virginia cozy, you know, by having them help with their community and engaging in that area as well. And then um, we hope to have a summer camp next year. We were going to do that this year, but with COVID, things kind of fell through. Um, but the summer camp, one of the things that Richmond RPS, Richmond Public School System had mentioned to us was taking students that are going to go from fifth grade to sixth grade and having, you know, a huge lock-in or a time for them to kind of get together to get to learn their classmates. Um, so we would do that through rock climbing as well. That's 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 awesome. It sounds like an awesome program. It sounds like a lot of um, unique things that you're doing. You and you kind of. So uh, one question I had with that, um, you know, you have kind of have the home homeroom rocks to kind of get the kids kind of more or less socialized and introduce them to rock climbing and some of those team building activities. And the belay Fridays is more, I guess, for the serious climber. Do you do you see a point where it may be? And you said you know they're not like a actual quote unquote you know. Uh, climbing team but do you see a point where you know it could they it could turn into a team and start doing some uh i guess more or less you know climbing competitions and those kinds of things like kind of as as a rise team and kind of build it that way or is that yeah that's one of the things we're um hoping for is you know to these students that really want to take it to the next level provide them the financial support the support they need, the coaching, whether that's partnering with Triangle Rock Club and their climbing team or partnering with Pete's climbing team. Um, they're lo lo located also in Virginia. But we definitely want these students who are really passionate about it to be able to take it to the highest level. And then eventually, we haven't really shared this part of our vision, but I'll share, with it, share it with you today, is to help students who are passionate about it to the level of doing competitions, but also helping them get college scholarships. Oh, yeah. Um, so we started reaching out to universities that were offering, um, you know, climbing teams and scholarships, and then even ones that weren't um, of how, you know, this could be a benefit. I mean, it's in the Olympics now. So it's definitely something that I think as a student can excel at it, we want to give them the tools so that they can achieve their goal and take it to whatever level they want it to go that's that's awesome and to that point it's kind of it's kind of interesting seeing this kind of shift in culture with you know uh, uh you know elementary school and like uh you know grade school or whatnot and then colleges as well kind of these alternative things like rock climbing and um you know i've had uh guests on here that 
they have like mountain bike teams and that kind of thing. So it's kind of interesting sort of seeing that shift of sort of these alternative sports, um, but kind of getting that recognition. Um, so that's awesome that you, you kind of have plans to build to that in the future, uh, which sounds like is definitely possible given kind of the feet or the engagement and stuff that you have so far um, about how many kids are there that you're working with? Oh, so if <laughs> the two middle schools we were working with right now, which our goal is to work with all the middle schools in Richmond, um, but the two we have now, I think our total would have been about 1600 students coming wow. through. Yeah. So unfortunately before COVID, you know, we were, I think at almost 300 students. So we're going to just keep, you know, once COVID calms down and we can get back to normal, we are going to, you know, keep pushing to expose it to all the Richmond Middle School students. That's, that's amazing. It sounds, I mean, I mean, 300 before that, that's a, that's a big, uh, that's a big chunk of, of the, that 1600, whatever you said before. So that's, that's awesome. Um, what, so one thing I want to go back on that you mentioned, um, like Brian with uh, uh, Keep Virginia Cozy. And I know um, I saw something on your website about um, working with Beyond Boundaries and kind of these different uh, community organizations, more or less, you know, having um, this as an outlet for the students or the kids um, to rock climb and kind of socialize and kind of work up that thing, but also get them involved in the community in different ways. Um, how, how do you see that? Is, that? is that more of like, you know, you know, Brian's there, for example, you know, uh, helping belay or something like that and kind of introduction with that and, oh, hey, Trashy Tuesday is happening and we're doing the cleanup or how, 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 I guess, does that work where you're trying to more or less inject them into the community in like a positive way in that sense? Well, I'm happy you asked that question. Um, so with Beyond Boundaries, we did um, two classrooms with Shep before COVID, which was an awesome experience. So then those students were exposed to Shep's program. Um, for Keep Virginia Cozy, we're actually looking to partner with them to help do some outreach over the summer before school starts back up. Um, and that's one way how we're going to introduce the students to, you know, this is what's going on with Keep Virginia Cozy. So I think really any opportunity we have to look, make them aware, whether it's handing out, you know, a, a flyer or brochure or having them come in and talk while we're doing the homeroom rocks, while the students eat lunch about what they have to offer and how the kids can get involved. Um, those are just different avenues we've come up with so far with creating awareness to what everyone else is doing around us. That, that's awesome. It sounds like, like I said, that's kind of a different um, perspective, I guess, um, than a lot of nonprofits, uh, at least that I'm aware of, as far as kind of, you know, you have your core purpose and, and mission and whatnot, but then that's it goes hand in hand, but it's also sort of a side thing, but it's kind of interesting um, kind of how you're doing that. And which I think is awesome, kind of introducing them kind of to a different, different level and kind of that next step through that. Yeah. Well, I think if we can, obviously we want to help our students be great citizens and care for their community as much as we do. So I don't really see any other way to do it than to expose them to here's resources out there. There's other, you know, groups, if rock climbing isn't your thing, you know, it might not be, but there's other groups out there that if you want to help with or learn about, you know, we're here to make you aware of them. And I think if we can provide resources to the students, then I think that's, you know, one area that we're able to help them. It's 
I think it also, which we were kind of talking about, it goes beyond, you know, climbing. It doesn't end with just you and the wall. It's also providing that community outreach and helping the students, you know, be aware of everything going on around them. That, that, no, that's awesome. I think that's a, the, a great idea and how you're trying to incorporate both that. It makes some complete sense to do that. And kind of to that point, um, and I, and I know, you know, kind of all this was, was, uh, you know, pre pre COVID, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, with the time that you did have, wh what kind of, um, you know, I don't know if that's whether or not, or, or maybe feedback that you're getting from the administration staff at the schools or teachers at schools, or maybe seeing changes in kids' attitudes, but like what kind of, I guess more or less like effects do you, did you see maybe um, with the kids that were involved in the program and got, you know, more serious with the Belay Fridays and those kind of things? Yeah, so the, um, some of the teachers told us it was the very first, um, I think it was actually October 8th or launch date when we had the first classrooms in there. And they thanked us so much for just providing an outlet for their students where they could just be students and the joy that it brought to the kids that day. And I guess, you know, we all get busy with our day to day and we don't think about, you know, most of these students, when they leave school to go home, we don't even know if they're eating a meal. We yeah. don't know what every day, you know, they're encountering with issues, whether it's home life or what they have going on. So the fact that we're able to offer them, even if it's two hours out of their day where they can literally light up and be a child and just enjoy their childhood. I think that was one of the main things that the administration team told us meant so much to them was just seeing the kids be able to be kids and enjoy climbing. That's amazing. I'm sure it kind of, like you said, kind of brings up the spirits and the, and the, I don't know, bring up the spirits is the right term, but, you know, kind of uh, more engaged in the classroom and that kind of stuff as well. And especially knowing that they have something to look forward to after school or whatnot. So. Yes. And all the kids, I mean, I don't know of any child who didn't enjoy it. They, they all seem to have a smile on their face. And at the end of the day, you know, having a smile on their face and a lot to us. And, you know, we had so many great restaurants that provided us meals for the students as well, which was, it was awesome because some of these students, you know, probably never had a meal from lunch and supper before or perch or Stella's kitchen. So it was, it was really exciting to just see them happy. That's, that's awesome. I'm, and I'm sure they enjoyed the, the challenge as well. It's funny when you look at a rock wall, like I said, I've done it a couple of times and not have a climber or anything, but you know, like, Oh yeah, that route looks easy. I can do it. No problem. And you get up there and you realize how much finger strength you actually don't have. And, all these muscles that you've never used before in your life. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of challenging, fun and frustrating all at once, at least for me. So that's probably a good, good fun outlet for, for them in that sense. Yeah. They truly enjoyed it. Um, one girl, I remember when she was climbing, she got about halfway up and she's like, I can't do this. I'm afraid of heights. I'm not going to do this. I don't want to do this. And then as her friends cheered her on, she, you know, finally went to the top. So yeah, it's, it is interesting. They're like, oh, it's going to be so easy. And then once you get going, you're like, okay, this actually requires problem solving. I actually have to think through what I'm doing now. That's, that's awesome. So with this whole kind of journey from kind of, um, kind of starting it all and kind of seeing, seeing it kind of progress, you know, with the time that it has been able to progress before all the COVID stuff, um, what was kind of the most surprising thing that you've learned from from it all, 
kind of, you know, building it and working with the kids and the different organizations and that kind of stuff, or, or maybe any, or even any good stories out of, out of that time so far? I think one of the things that really surprised me the most was I thought the students would, or the um, teachers or the principals at the schools would be a little bit hesitant, hesitant to sign their students up to participate. So the schools, how engaged they were and on board for this really surprised me. And it was, it was a blessing to have their support. That's all. And I guess that goes with the, the saying, you never, you never know if you don't ask or, or whatnot. Very you know. true. Very true. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that was slightly intimidating, you know, pitching that idea. Oh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Just knocking on their door, showing up and saying, hey, we are starting this nonprofit. We have this great idea. <laughs> No, sure. come on. Yeah. You're kind of like, wait, you, you, I can't come in and talk to you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a little surprised at first, but no, that's, that's awesome that, um, that it kind One of, of our, um, our principal, Miss Ivy at, um, I believe she's at Albert Hill now. She had actually climbed when she was at VCU. So she was so excited to sign <laughs> up her school to go climbing. So it was really, it's interesting once you get in there and start asking how many people um, teacher wise, we're actually exposed to the wall at some point. So that's, that's awesome. So how, and I, how can people get involved? Obviously there's, you know, you, you're doing a lot with, um, the schools already sort of facilitate or getting the kids to you, but you know, as far as, you know, as you grow the program, I'm sure volunteer opportunities, these different community outreach opportunities, things like that. How can, um, if somebody's in the Richmond area, of course, how can they kind of get involved to, uh, help support what you all are doing. Yeah, so um, obviously it's on our website, but we can be located at weriserva.org. And to sponsor a student, surprisingly only $25 a student, um, if anybody wants to make a donation. Now um, does that, what, what, what does that cover, I guess? You know, what, what is sponsoring a student? What does that mean? Homeroom Rocks. So for a student to come in and have a meal and participate in Homeroom Rocks, it's only $25 for their um, gear and their shoes and their meal. Okay. And um, I'm sorry. And what was the time frame on that? Oh, Homeroom Rocks. No, I'm sorry. So is that, is that for one, uh, is that for one Homeroom Rocks at $25 or does that extend? Per student. Per student. Per student for one homework. One homework rock. Home room rock. Now, homeroom rock. <laughs> okay. That, no, that's awesome. And especially once you consider the, the meal and everything else, that's, that's huge. Yeah, we have been um, really grateful for TRC, you know, for the past year. We shared our vision with them when we started and with Peak. And um, our vision really seemed to align with TRC and making a difference. And they were like, what can we do financially? just let us know we're here to help the community and support you guys. So, um, yeah, being able to offer it for that price was really a blessing for us. That's, that's awesome. So, so one thing I'd like to kind of ask, um, everybody that I have on is sort of, um, what kind of advice would you have for someone, um, that you know maybe wanted to start something similar in their community um, or just kind of want to give back in their community. It sounds like you had you know some unique, um, some some different different hurdles, um, and then started a completely I think like what I think is kind of a, a unique program kind of out of that, and obviously had to to uh, pitch some ideas that you didn't initially thought were gonna 
they're going to fly at first. But if somebody's just kind of starting out like, like you, you know, had that idea and, you know, having a cup of coffee with their friend or whatnot and wanted to get something started, what, what would you tell them to do? So <laughs> I would say, and I always say this, I've learned a lot, you know, by having um, clinical research partners and being an entrepreneur for, you know, almost my whole adult life, that having the right team is really the key to achieving any goal or dream you have. And growth without change is impossible. And, you know, change is painful. It's not going to be fun. It might not be easy. It might be hard, but you have to grow in order to reach your goals. And then you need to have the right team. So I would really align yourself with whoever shares the same passion and vision as you. That way you guys are able to achieve a goal and set up you know, a nonprofit or a business, whatever it is you're trying to reach, make a difference. No, I think that's, that's uh, great, great advice. Kind of head straight towards it. You know, when you see it's coming, it's inevitable and especially learn I'm sure learning how to pivot also goes with that change as, as you've learned with, um, and just about everybody has learned with the whole COVID thing right now, um, how yes. to, how to make changes. But, um, that's, you know, that's excellent advice. Having the right people surround you kind of that right support system, you know, on and off the wall. Right. <laughs> Correct. Very true. Very true. Well, so I, I know you shouted out the website and some other stuff, but where can people find you online? Um, and see, you know, how to get involved once things start picking up again and kind of seeing what you guys are up to, whether that be online or um, social media or whatnot. Yeah. So our website, we are also on social media, um, but our website is werisrva.org. And on social media, it's werisrva. That's awesome. Well, guys, uh, make sure you check that out and see what they're up to. Um, like I said, it sounds like they have some awesome things going on, and I, I really hope that you can get back to your regularly scheduled program soon as far as with everything that's going on. But, um, and I, I want to thank you again for being on the show today and sharing your story, um, kind of how you kind of were almost born into that, that charitable aspect from traveling in different countries and helping others all the way to the clinical research and now um, with rise as well. So it's awesome that you share your story and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. And Hey, if you've made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion until next time.